to Art of Life, another episode. I'm on the on the road again. I'm heading across town to meet a friend. She's been having a rough go of it, and uh, it's a really hard life. Very empathic person, special person. I mean, she's amazing with people, especially people that are distressed or autistic kids or down syndrome she just she sees perfect strangers she walks over to them and instantly forms a bond because she's got such an authentic and sincere and loving and maternal and caring energy about her that a lot of times it might be awkward people might be like who are you get away right don't just invade our space but people welcome her with open arms because she just has this energy this aura about her this altruism remarkable person but like most of us she's carried across she's carried across and she's at a very pivotal moment of her life in her 50s and I mean I'm worried about her I'm worried that she might not be here in a year I'm seriously worried about her she called me she's in a bad spot so we're going to do some work together I'm always blessed and honored and privileged that people do reach out to me and in this case, this is someone I've known for over a decade. I've known her, her husband, her kids, and they're amazing people. And they've been very good to me. They've been to dinners. I've been to their vacation home, et cetera. So it's the least I can do. But in this case, we're going to work on some Forza Fit Nutrition with her because we call that gut the second brain. Right, that's where it's not. That's the neuroscientists and the scientists and the doctors calling it that, not me. But just realizing that gut-brain connection and the connection to your hormones, your endorphins, your serotonin levels, your mood levels—it's all we are. We are every part of your being, mind, body, spirit, are entangled. They are one. There's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of variables at different seasons of our life. We need different things. And so for her, part of the problem is mental. And I mean that we all have something mentally going on. We all have some fears. We all have some programming we need to undo. So she reached a point where she can't even eat. She doesn't want to eat. That's really bad, right? I mean, your body in an ideal state, 60 to 70% water hydration. So it starts with water. And then it starts with nutrients, then it starts with blood flow, pumping those nutrients to all of the cells and areas and organs of your body, your brain. Your brain's a big, big energy hog. Your brain's like 28, 30%, generally speaking, of all your energy demands. Your brain is about 2% of your body weight and almost 30% of the energy demands. Think about it, that's amazing. So you talk about brain fuel. And that connection between food and nutrients and brain function and your mood and if you're depressed. And she's just saying, hey, Frank, I don't even want to get out of bed. I don't want to eat. I don't want to do nothing. She's zombified. And so it all starts putting Humpty Dumpty, putting us back together again. Most of us will be broken at some point. Rock bottom for a lot of us. And putting yourself back together again, the process, step by step, it's baby steps, it's little steps. 
get yourself to eat something good. Let's just get one good meal in you. Maybe let's get two good meals in you. Let's get you having a little laugh, just a little laugh, just a little glimmer, a little glimmer, and then let's build on that. And then let's realize that we're all a work in progress. You might, let's look at the long term and realize you're going to have some bad days. You're going to have some highs and lows still. You're never going to just, you know, usually just completely, oh, that's all behind me. Nah. Everything's going to keep shifting. I, I had dinner last night. I had Thai dinner with a very interesting gentleman, a European guy, very successful business person. You know, wasn't formally trained, didn't get really good grades in school, didn't go to college, and has made millions of dollars. And I said, how'd you do it, man? Like, what? I said, oh, I just just had it right in the same way like for me the word stuff the writing stuff the creativity stuff the music stuff it's easy man all these people running around with their big fancy ceo pr titles and writer titles like that stuff's a joke to me songwriting's a joke i mean writing slogans is a joke to me you you realize how easy that is to me it's god-given it's just i never took a i failed high school journalism miss mattson failed me the only journalism class I've ever taken, I failed. And I've always wanted to see Miss Madsen. God bless her. I've always wanted to run into her again. I never have. I've been out west for the last 18 years or so. Always wanted to catch up with you, Miss Madsen, and look look where, look what I did. I wind up being a professional journalist of all things, a professional writer, and you failed me. The talent was there, and you didn't see it. You didn't cultivate it. You didn't plant a seed. You should have saw something for, you know, by God. Just something. You could have encouraged something. I'm sorry. Such a great, such a valuable job being a teacher. And you have people right in front of you. And you can't see anything in them. What a shame. I'll take a lot of the blame. But come on, Miss Madsen. Give me something. You could have saw something. You know, I just love to run into you and be a nice conversation. A lot of, a lot of forgiveness. My goodness. Anyway, I won't end up being a journalist. And I never took a journalism class ever again at the University of Maryland. Very good school of journalism there. Why? Because it's just in me. You know, grow your gifts. We all have God-given gifts. And this guy, this European guy, multimillionaire, says, hey, just comes natural to him. It was interesting to hear him talk. It's like one of my favorite principles of manifesting, of life manifesting, of goal manifesting is addition by subtraction. Talk a lot about that. If you listen to this Life Jitsu podcast, we are going to go gangbusters on addition by subtraction. I promise you that. Because it's such an important principle where you don't always have to add skills and things. You don't always have to just add all these fancy skills and fancy degrees and fancy this, sometimes it's just subtract the mistakes, the mistakes, the sabotaging that's undoing us. Some people, they haven't mastered the basics and they're rushing to learn all these other techniques and all these other things. It's like, wait, you haven't mastered the basics. You make stupid, silly mistakes that sabotage everything you do. You, before you go, before you're building, build a strong foundation Build, master the basics, whether you're doing jiu-jitsu, whether you're a fighter, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a business person, master the basics first, and then build out and branch out from there. 
Then you can even break some of the rules. You can defy the rules because you can do them with intention. You can understand, okay, everybody expects this. I'm going to do the, the opposite because you can, when you master the basics, then you're in a position to, to start defying and, and breaking some of those rules legally. Of course. I'm not talking about breaking laws. I'm just talking about you can violate some of the rules when you master that, some of the principles. You can be a Jedi then because you, you start to realize the paradox. All truth is paradox. So anyway, I met this master business person. He's here now, living in Vegas. Very interesting guy. We spend just hours talking about life and philosophy. And when you get to that midlife place where meaning of life and it's time for change, seasons of change, and say, hey, this is just, this guy's the natural. When it comes to me to art and creativity, by and large, it's natural. I always say to people, man, you're... When you compete against God, God-given, good luck. You compete against LeBron James, Michael Jordan, and, I mean, yeah, there's a hard work ethic there, but you're competing against nature, man. It's hard to outdo nature. I'm sorry. It's hard to outdo it. It's hard to outdo it. It's hard to outdo even you start getting into pills. It's hard to outdo the human immune system. You want to be healthy and everything. Don't have a magic pill mentality. Don't do that. Start to empower your own immune system that's the way it was designed the most the most powerful butt kicker pardon my french ass kicker in human history is the human immune system and people want to have a magic pill give me an antibiotic for this. give me that it's right there your best solution for health and wellness all these well the big data and this that your best solution is right there hiding in plain sight empower your own immune system with great hydration with great food choices. Every bite matters. Every bite is forming your mind, your mind clarity, your peace, your hormones, your energy levels, your longevity. Either Every bite is either increasing your probability of this long, prosperous, awesome life or decreasing the probability. Start being a mindful, conscientious, enlightened eater. It matters. This stuff matters. The little things are big things in disguise. But you start talking about being a natural at some things. So I met with this a friend from Europe yesterday, and one of the things we talked about, addition by subtraction. This guy just doesn't have a block when it comes to money. A lot of people do. They don't feel worthy. They don't value themselves. They ask for less than they can get in a, in a negotiation, in a business deal, for a salary. They're afraid. They get nervous. They'll take anything. They're desperate. They operate. I asked him, tell me a rich person you know that operates out of desperation. Tell me one. And he sat there and he thought for 20 seconds, 30 seconds, 40 seconds. And Frank, it's interesting. I can't think of one person with money. Desperation is not the word I would use. Rich people have as many problems, by the way, as the rest of us. They do. They're a really messed up rich people, as we all know. But one thing is, they rarely, they seldom operate from a place of desperation. Desperation is largely the domain of poor and people that are lower income. They tend to operate on desperation. Desperation makes you just, you just get what you get. You just take anything you can get. And then you're miserable, and then you're resented, and you're desperate, and you're you're, you're up to your neck because this bill's due, that bill's due, and you can't, it's hard to be creative. 
creativity is the is the domain creativity functions best when you have some free time, when you have freedom, when you feel free, when you feel flow. And then the ideas just come to you in that state of relaxation, in that peace, or that higher vibration, that excitement, that euphoria. Those ideas can just come, but they're blocked when they're stressed, when you're straddled by stress, you're straddled with fear. The block. A lot of a lot of people financially have a block. They just become used to, to struggling, used to not making much money. And then they flinch. If they ever have to ask for more, they flinch. Operating from a place of desperation rather than freedom, financial freedom. So we talked about that, and I talked about some of the goals in my life. Like I've said, I'm in a, an interesting chapter now, 32 33 years in the fight game, in the combat sports, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, training, sparring. A lot of lessons for me there, that warrior-poet way. And now, a different chapter. What am I going to do now? What are you going to do when the cheering stops? Frank, anybody else there, when the cheering stops because you got injured, because Father Time has spoken up and said, hey, time to do something else. When the cheering stops, what are you going to do? What are you going to do that's going to make you want to jump out of bed? What's the new purpose? A new five-year plan, 10-year plan, 25-year plan. What is it? And so for me, I'm like, well, what's going to keep, what's going to consume me? What's going to make me want to jump out of bed? And Dana White used to say, well, how about doing something like the, the Coldplay song, Talk? And some of my favorite lyrics, I used to listen to that song over and over again. And said, Let's do something that's never been done. Something that's never been done. Let's do something that's never been done. Something you've never done. That should excite you. It might scare you a little bit. It should scare you a little bit. If, if things don't scare you a little bit, you're dreaming too small. Absolutely. What have I never done? Frank, what have you never done? What could keep you engaged for the next 20 years, brother? Where's a new challenge, a new chapter, a new Kilimanjaro worth climbing? Aha. Bam. That was easy. The financial frontier. And I'm openly, I will openly and freely and candidly admit, I've never mastered money. That financial frontier has always confounded me. It's always coming from inner city Baltimore. Always a bird. Money just seemed to to be somewhere else. Right? Chasing it. Over chasing it. Over trying. So I talked with my European friend about that. He had the exact opposite. He just didn't have a block. He wasn't sitting there even always visualizing money and playing games and and meditating on money and all that and he wasn't doing that. He just automatically like, hey, this is just natural to me. I just he just always expected. He always had faith, hey, I can earn money, I can build that. He said, Frank, I used to love to play with Legos. From a young age I loved playing with Legos. I love building things. I love building a business. I don't know everything, but I just love putting things together. I love putting a business together. And he always expected to do well. It wasn't that he was magnificent. It wasn't that he knew every move to make. He just had a great faith 
that the money would come to him, and he didn't have a block. He didn't have a mental block. He didn't have the fear that a lot of us have. He didn't operate from the desperation that a lot of us have. So he had what? Addition by subtraction. Subtraction being what? He didn't have all the blocks, all the fears. So getting back to me, I'm like, well, you know, we're talking about maybe business collaborating, and I was very upfront with my goals. Hey, man, for me at this chapter, I want to do something I've never done. I I could go and make a hundred grand a year and live in the mountains and be really happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Coach kids wrestling, coach kids jujitsu, martial arts, go cycling, go hiking, write, make dinner for friends, write my music in my spare time, maybe do some viral videos, work a job, work some PR do some writing, maybe write some books in future years, be a very happy person. The one thing deep in me, too, is like, man, that scoreboard, that financial scoreboard, it would be nice to make a lot, a lot, a lot of money. That would be, I always say, confidence is a stain they can't wash away. When you win a world title, when you win an Olympic gold medal, when you win certain titles, anytime you do something, that at one point seemed impossible. When you dream, when you do the impossible, or you make the the impossible possible, that process, right? You see, we were talking about this last night. Why do you see professional fighters win world titles, Olympians win Olympic gold medals, people win Super Bowls? And what, what do so many of them do the first time? They get on their knees, they cry. They cry like a baby. Why? Why do you cry? What do those tears mean? What those tears mean is there was a point, there was a time in their life, there were fears in their mind like, look, I'm working so hard for this. I'm bleeding for this. I'm drowning for this. I'm crawling for this. I'm getting so muddy, so dirty, so busted up for this. And there are days it seems that dream, that thing seems so far away and you're like, you have a feeling, I'm never going to get there. You fall, you're so low, your CNS is shot, your central nervous system, you're like, bad things are coming at you. You're like, God, why? I'm a good person. I'm living right. I'm doing good. Why you put this on me? Why do you give me this cross to bear? When you see people, when you cry those tears, you do something. It's usually because even no matter how much you visualize, no matter how much like, hey, that's real, that's coming to me, it's already there, right? The law of attraction manifesting. You don't think I'm going to get it. You, I am. It's there. The money's already in the account. You already see it. And all those manifestation tricks, and that's great. But still, for most of us, that manifesting, that law of attraction, it's a process. We have to sort of flex that manifestation muscle and build it up. It can take time to just go and win a world title. You don't just train a year and get that. That's years and years and years of hard work and getting your mind ready and climbing the ladder and getting psychologically prepared and getting knocked down and slowly starting to believe and then until you get to the point where it's right there in striking distance. And even then, maybe the night before, two nights before, you're like, wow, what if scary, because it's like a lot of stuff can still go wrong, no matter how much faith you have. 
that's the, those tears are are believing, you know, it's the doubt. There's fear, and even the most confident among us, I saw it in the fight game, even the most confident and gifted among us, we all still have some fear in us. No one's immune to that. Maybe once you're Tom Brady or you're Michael Jordan and you've won those multiple titles, you don't, normally you don't see athletes or entrepreneurs, etc. They don't do as much crying once they're the third time they, they win the world title is Super Bowl, the fourth time. They expect to be there. They might cry if, hey, dad or mom is getting ready to die and this is the last time they'll be here to see this and celebrate this moment with me, something like that. But what really brings in the tear is the first time that they do it because it seems so out of reach. And those, to me, those are the mountains worth climbing. I want to do the thing like, wow, that's a stain of confidence you can't wash away when you do something that, something that, you were afraid of for years, something that seemed like that's just so far out of reach, that's just so crazy, that just doesn't seem meant for me. But then you dare to fight for it. Because, like, for me, I'm like, man, Frank, if you never, if you never became wealthy, I mean, I don't want money for the sake of money. I don't need all that money. All the money that I had, the money I have in my mind to make, I don't need all that money. By, by no means do I need it all. Why would I need it? What would be the value? Functionally, I mean, I live just great, as I said. 90 grand, 100 grand, I live just fine off of that. What's the money? The money is a scoreboard. The money is a confidence. The money is a, is a, can be a spirit builder. There's two things, yin and yang. Part of your sense of self is the immaterial, your mental fortitude, your attitude your spirit, the invisible stuff, your faith, love, these invisible things, so valuable, so incredible. But I hear people, they get, while they praise and they value the invisible and the immaterial and the spiritual and the faithful, then they demonize the material. And that's just wrong. It is wrong. I used to demonize money. Part of the reason I probably didn't make a lot of money before now. That sort of demonized it. I don't need money. Money doesn't make you happy. And if you do money, if you have a lot of money, you must be corrupt. You must be this. You must be that. All of those thoughts, and I'm just keeping money at bay. And that ignores the yin-yang principle that is pervasive, that is definite in the world. Yin and yang, you need both. You need to balance the scale. The material is important. The material can give you some peace of mind. The material can give you freedom. The material can free you of that desperation so you don't have to make bad and crappy decisions and be resentful and be under the weight of so much, freeing you up so that you can be a better person. You don't have desperation. You know how many crazy things, criminal things, etc. people do out of desperation? It's sad. It's sad. So being aware of that, that, that the material is important, it doesn't take priority over the immaterial it doesn't guarantee you happiness certainly there's an attitude there's a value system there's gratitude that's necessary you have a lot of money i always say if you have a lot of money the most important thing the safest guarantee for any of us if you're like what's the meaning of life how can i be happy i would recommend i don't care if you have a billion dollars i don't care if you have ten dollars I would recommend that 
you value the simple life. Value the simple life. Value the little things. Value the simple things. And when you do that, no matter how much money, I can tell you the probability is on your side. And that's all you get in life, by the way. You never get, there's no guarantee that nothing. There's no guarantee we wake up tomorrow. There's probabilities. When you value the simple life, the probability of happiness, the probability of a meaning of life that that you that you can wrap yourself around, you can build around, goes way up. Appreciating the little things. But make no mistake, there is a time and a place for material wealth. And it is a scoreboard of, hey, how good am I at this? Do I value myself? Sometimes, for people out there, if you're not making any money, if you're desperate, and trust me, I've been there. That's why I'm having the conversation now. I've been, you know, the disaster before, the train wreck. I've been that. That's how I learned a lot of the mind jitsu stuff is everything not to do. I've been under the weight of that. And that's the process. That's how I've learned. I learned a lot, not by reading anything, by living it. But that I've learned that financial piece is so important. It is a scoreboard. And if you're not doing well there, a lot of the times, most of the time, it's because you've demonized money, right? You're you're, you're ignoring yin and yang. You're just saying, oh, yin, whatever, just immaterial. You're ignoring yang. You're making excuses. And you don't value yourself. Why would you not value yourself? Why would you not value your services? Why would you not value your expertise? You should. So I'm in a chapter now where where I am more mindful of that. And I am more mindful of of wanting to manifest and to do well. Because that would be something that would be a confidence that would be like, hey, that would be something to keep me interested. Like, wow, I never thought I'd do that. I never thought I'd master money, but here I am. Wow, we did it. And it's something you can teach your kids. Right now, you come on this mind jitsu, life jitsu, art of mind, art of life. I can teach you mental toughness, resilience. I can give you a ton of stories about that. I can give you the energy for that. I can't teach anybody listening how to make a million dollars, how to make a billion dollars. Not yet, because I haven't done it. And I'm not going to sit here and be a phony. There's a lot I've learned about business, specifically when I was at UFC. They, you know, working with Lorenzo Fertitta and Dana White and Frank Fertitta and all of the Jedi they had in the building, I learned a ton about business from them. And then I got busted up in the last six, seven years as an entrepreneur myself and learned a lot about business, a lot of what not to do, made, made my share of mistakes. But I'm not here to teach you today how do you make a million, how do you make a billion. I don't know yet. And when I do, you guys will be the first and gals will be the first to know. But we're not there yet. And I'm going to be authentic. This is this program is about building a better life. It's about mental resilience. It's about grit. It's about storytelling. It's about controlling our energy. It's about that gut-brain connection, nutrition, all those things that make a great life that put us in condition to value ourselves and thrive and raise the bar on our life and raise the bar on your creativity quotient, your creativity IQ, your nutrition IQ, your mental resilience IQ. That's what we're here doing right now. 
Some of you know the business rabbit hole a lot better than I do, but I'm going to get there, I promise you, because it keeps me engaged, it keeps me entertained, it matters. It's a challenge, it's a Kilimanjaro. And we will conquer that. Trust me, my track record says in other areas, I will conquer that. I will climb that mountain. And as soon as I do, who knows? We'll be doing some, a lot of uh, finance jitsu here, right? In the meantime, we'll keep ourselves busy with the life jitsu stuff and the, and the, uh, and the mind jitsu stuff. So, again, I'm, I'm getting close now to my friend's house. I should be there in about two, three minutes. And this is a very, this is kind of urgent. I mean, I care about my friend, and you have to recognize that when people are in a bad spot, and the first place to start, to me, is putting high-quality energy, high-quality fuel in you. Because at the end of the day, we are eternal energy sources. That's what we are. We are a vibration, and that vibration is energy. That's what we are. And we're water. Or energy. And so I'm going here and I'm going to try to hopefully, God willing, put some positive energy into her, some transference. And then hopefully she's going to make some better decisions and be eating and drinking and get her hydration levels up and and uh, and have more energy and have more clarity. And then we'll build little by little by little by little. Little small steps how it works. Be patient with yourself. Think in five-year cycles. Think in 10-year cycles. It's a process to, to rebuild ourselves, to rebuild what's broken ourselves. Be patient with yourself. Love yourself. So I'm here. I hope everyone is doing well. Thank you so much for listening. As always, my website is www.frankieforza.com. Email is frankie at frankieforza.com. Would love to hear from you. Always welcome the feedback. Thank you so much for your support. I don't have many followers or listeners right now, but I think that's going to change. I think we're going to do big things. That's how I plan to do it. I believe in myself. I believe there are enough people out there that are interested in these kind of conversations and the art of thinking and nutrition rabbit hole and mental resilience, etc. So, we're just looking to do a top of the pyramid. A lot of people are doing it, but I'm looking to do a top of the pyramid. I trust in my intentions, and I trust in my purpose and my destiny. So God bless to everyone. Take care, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll reconvene next time on the next Life Jitsu podcast. Thank you so much.